and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us. Uh, We've got a very good show for you today. Uh, We will talk to the man that helped get five new congressmen elected in uh, New York State. His name is Lee Zeldin. He almost became governor. That a little bit later. Gordon Chang here, also Governor Huckabee. And we'll get a sneak peek at The Chosen, which opens this weekend. Stick around. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the role as uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Glad to have you along, Kevin McCullough, on a Friday. Lots to get to. Hope you will stick around. Um, so we finally got a Congress. It looks like uh, the Republicans may have as many as a 10-seat margin, which is actually one more seat than the uh, Democrats had when the uh, congressional election was held. It was 220 to 112. Uh, this is going to be uh, two, uh, 221. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, 220 to 112. This is going to be 221 to 211. So um, you've got uh, you've got a, one one more margin in the vote for the Republicans this go around than the Democrats had. Um, but what will they do with it? What can they do with it? How should they deal with that? And and will we actually get some answers on some of the things that are out there? Governor Mike Huckabee is back with us. Uh, Governor, I don't know. It's after there's weird things about this election that still haven't settled with me. Six million more votes popular-wise for the Republicans than the Democrats, but we didn't win any of the, the big Senate races that were, you know, supposed to be close. Um, I've got concerns about, you know, shenanigans in Georgia, whether Herschel, you know, does what he needs to do between now and the runoff. And we squeaked by with the House. There was a red wave on the down ticket. School boards all over this country kicked out transgender affirming weirdos and put parents on school boards and about 50 of the most uh, liberal ones out there. But at the end of the day, Governor, what's your assessment of what the GOP strategy is from here and how do they begin preparing the groundwork for 2024? I think we've got to recognize that uh, many of the voters in America were given information from the mainstream media and from social media that really was disinformation. Uh, They didn't realize John Fetterman was completely incapable of being a senator until they saw the debate. But by then, there had been five weeks of voting in Pennsylvania. A lot of people had already voted. Uh, You had situations where there's been a heavy suppression on the way that the Democrats have uh, been very dishonest in the January 6th nonsense, very dishonest about abortion and what the Supreme Court really did. So we have to remember they're not our friend. They're not giving us any uh, help at all in presenting truth and objectivity. And I think that's part of it. But I also do believe that um, 
we just didn't get our message out there. We told people what we were against. We really didn't tell them what we were for. Um, a lot of younger voters really believed in the nonsense that they were told by the media about the uh, Supreme Court decision. Um, I missed it. I'll be the first to admit I totally missed it because I was convinced we were going to have a really serious red tsunami wave. But here's what I think we have to recognize. We didn't get the Senate. So we're not going to be able to pass legislation only to have Joe Biden uh, veto it. it. may pass in the House, go to the Senate. It'll die there unless it's really extraordinary and Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema might vote for something. But for the most part, we need to remember and tell the American people we can't do the offensive things that we'd like to do. We can't score touchdowns. But when people say, oh, I hope the Republicans don't do investigations, Kevin, if they don't, there's no point in electing them. I want them to investigate the FBI and the DOJ and the IRS. I want them to investigate the real January 6th. Let the chips fall where they may. This nonsense about, oh, we, we might uh, look bad to the press. Heck, we already do look bad. They're never going to love us. Why do we care? So I'm happy that Jim Jordan... Uh, that Congressman Comer and others are saying, hey, we're going to, uh, to find out is Joe Biden compromised because he's got business dealings with the communist Chinese. I've got this this piece of video of Josh Hawley with uh, with uh, Chris Ray from the from the FBI. And he literally sits there kind of looking at him like, who are you, Senator, to be questioning me? And yeah. it's one thing for elites to think and act that way, Governor. When you ran for president, you called a lot of this stuff out, uh, particularly in the first cycle when you ran. Um, there, there, it's one thing for government to think that it, it, you know, it's above the people. It's another thing when they show it to you, uh, dead face to the TV camera, to the American people, and and they're unmoved by it. I mean, it, it really, it really was kind of a, a, a shot through the heart for me. It was stunning, and the attitude of the people in Washington is, how dare you question? Uh, what I do and how I do it. You look at Mayorkas sitting there saying the border is secure. And when they tell him, no, it's not, he looks at him like, how dare you question me? Well, you know, these people forget who they work for. And that's why, look, I think it's important, not for revenge purposes, but for justice purposes, that the Republicans open the door, let the sunshine in, and let's find out what the heck is going on up there and expose some of the corruption, the double dealing, uh, the heavy-handed politicalization and weaponization of the FBI and the DOJ. And let's get rid of that nonsense because it's it's killing this country. I think that we need a united front, a united message, and I think it's got to be something that aims the, the fire in the other direction because we're not battling John F. Kennedy or Daniel Patrick Moynihan on the other side of that uh, divide. These are Marxist progressives that just took out their last uh, – their last uh, stoppage point, Nancy Pelosi, you know, she she didn't do a very good job of putting the brakes on, but she tried to at times. That's gone. Uh, you know, look for Minority Leader AOC or something even worse if, uh, uh, you know, some of the names that have been floated are the ones that come through. And uh, I do I do hope that there is, you know, a, a, a coordinated understanding of how to attack what they want to do, because they are trying to take America away from us, Governor. Without a doubt. And I'm glad you used the term Marxist, because we need to be bold and clear. This is not just people who are liberal. These aren't liberals. These are Marxists. 
These are true, honest-to-God socialists, and we need to quit kidding ourselves that they are like the uh, uh, Democrats of yesteryear. They are not. The Democrats of old, whether it's JFK, you mentioned Dan, uh, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, they wouldn't recognize these people. Uh, this is not the party that they worked hard to create, and that was a balanced and responsible and respectable political party. Different than us, but still uh, decent people. Uh, that's not what we've got now. We've got radical leftist Marxists who truly would get rid of free speech for people who didn't agree with them. Uh, sadly, they call the right fascists. They are the very definition of fascism in wanting government to tell who can talk, who can't, yeah. and what they can say when they do. They very much want to control it all. They'd love to take your show and mine off the air if they, if they had the opportunity to. Governor, speaking of the big show, what do you have this weekend? Congressman Jim Jordan is uh, with us. We'll be talking to him about uh, what can we expect out of a Republican House of Representatives. Uh, I love Congressman Jordan. He's just bold and strong, and, and we need him right now. Yeah. Also, John Carter Cash, the son of Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash, will be with us in a uh, phenomenal new band called November Blue, kind of a country rock band. It's going to be our musical guest. I hope people will tune in this weekend at TVN and watch the show. I was flying between Atlanta and Nashville this week for the Chosen to the uh, Wing Feather Saga of Angel Studios, two back-to-back -back, uh, red carpet events. And I, on my flight between the two cities, I sat in between a country uh, uh, guitar player, session player from uh, Nashville named Brandon Ellis and, a, and an up-and-coming country star, Tierra Kennedy, on the other side. And uh, we were talking about their music history, and I said, so when are you going to do Huckabee? And they said, we haven't yet. Do you know anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I said, and they had just done Good Morning America or something like the uh, week before. I yeah. said, well, I, I know a guy. I, I think I can put in a good word for you. Anyway, Governor, have well, a great weekend. Always appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. Take care. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away.